Hello, welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. This one here, Liverpool. Sorry about that background noise. This one here, Brentford versus Liverpool in the Premier League. Yes, um, after Liverpool's um, comfortable three 0 win away to uh, Norwich at the Carabao Cup in the Carabao Cup, it was back to Premier League duties to see whether Liverpool can build upon this run of games of winning um we knew coming into this game that Chelsea had lost to Manchester City we've seen Man United lose to Aston Villa at home and which meant coming into this game the only unbeaten team left in the Premier League was Liverpool and if Liverpool secure a win today um they would go three points clear at the top of the league um ahead of the crucial game next week against Manchester City and we'll get into that a little bit later um so yeah Brentford new newly promoted team um they play with a very attacking philosophy um they 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 they're similar to Leeds in terms of how they build up attacks but way but bit way more defensively disciplined in terms of um when counter attacks happen um so they're a much more balanced side than Leeds, but in terms of attacking opportunities, they can be just as threatening as Leeds. And we know Ivan Tony, who was banging in goals constantly in the championship, um, would be a threat. Um, would be a threat to deal with today. But yes, let's get into the lineup and let's get into what I saw and what went well and what didn't went well. So in the lineup for today, Allison in goal. Left back Robertson, centre backs Van Dijk, Matip, right back Trent Alexander Arnold. Your midfield three, you had um, Curtis Jones, Fabinho, Henderson, uh, up front Salamane, Jota. So, um, in terms of the lineup, I can't complain. Obviously, Keitar suffered some sort of injury um, in the Cowboy Cup. Apparently, he kicked to the ground or something. So. Uh, I, I don't know the way Jurgen Klopp described it he said he kicked grass and felt something and then had to be taken off but the problem with me, I can't even be mad that Cater getting injured even though we know how easily susceptible to injuries um, he is um, we're already down to our bare bones in midfield like really and truly for that Carabao Cup game Cater should have not even been playing if we known if we had known that uh Thiago, um which they now mentioned yesterday, he's not gonna be fit for Porto or Manchester City. We have to wait till after international break for him to regain fitness again. So that's the problem you're dealing with with our midfield. Availability is a constant mess in our midfield. And yes, Gini Wijnaldum is as passive as he is. The difference is he was always on the team sheet because he was just so durable and never had any prob- injury problems. Whereas with this midfield, Harvey Elliott's down, Thiago down. Now you've got Keitar who's injured. Um, so three players who you'd see get constant game time and Elliott making his breakthrough season as a, as a wonder kid, all having to deal with setbacks already and it's only September. Um... But yeah, it's a good opportunity for Curtis Jones to step up. Um, just like last season where he was getting a lot of game time. 
against Norwich, he secured his 50th Premier League, Premier League, 50th appearance in the Liverpool shirt. He had a decent game. Um, he had a decent game in the Carabao Cup. So, no complaints with him starting and being essentially playing that Harvey Elliott role that we had at the start of the season. Um, and then our front three up front, no problems there. Uh, yeah, the rest of the lineup, not really a complaints. So yeah, anyways, the game starts now, and boy, that first half was um, was something else. I'm trying to. There was a lot of chances from, I'd say from both sides. I'd say what Brentford do well, it's sustaining attacks. Um, there was times where Brentford were catching our defense flat-footed, especially Virgil Van Dijk. There was balls whipped in where. Um, Van Dyke just wasn't aware of Ivan Tony's presence, and Ivan Tony blindsided Van Dyke, got a head, got a header on, didn't hit the target. Van Dyke immediately bollocked at Matip for saying you didn't give me a shout or a call, but you you have to be aware of of movement like that. Um, but you'd expect Van Dyke to read that situation much better. Um, there was also times where Van Dyke was just like not reading offside traps quite well and it would just lead to a start of um a Brentford attack where they'd test test uh test our goalkeeper um and same thing with Robertson. I don't know what Robertson's been doing this season but um if you've noticed anytime um you're looking to see whether an opposition player is offside the last line of defence is always Robertson. It's never anybody else. Everyone else manages to step up the extra two, three, four yards that's required. But um, for us, it, for us, Robertson is too late to react, and he's constantly ball watching. Um, that was very frustrating to deal with, and I hope Robertson eradicates that. Because if you don't eradicate that, there's a left back called Costas Timicus Simicus who is ready to take your spot. And we'll get into individual performances um as the, as we as we go on. And um in terms of offensively on the ball, we were doing we were spamming a lot of crosses. Trent was hitting quite of hot and cold kind of crosses where there was a lot of balls that weren't working. But for the balls that did work it would create the start of an attack. Um I remember there was one time where Liverpool won an attack. Sadio Mane dribbling with the ball. He gets to the final third and he makes the wrong pass. I think I wanted him to pass to Jota and play him in. But he tried to play Salah in. Which wasn't the obvious pass. But um, it wasn't the obvious pass. But he goes for it and it's clearly intercepted. And then um, there was a finally an opening I'd say about 12 minutes in. Um, Henderson passes the ball in to Jones and then I think Jones does a through ball to Salah and Salah's through on goal, he's one-on-one he he toe-pokes it underneath the goalkeeper's leg the ball looks like it's about to roll into the net but one of their defenders clears the ball off the line Sadio Mane tries to get the rebound but it's from a really acute angle um, on his left foot and hits the side knitting. Can't really blame Mane for that rebound chance. Because you um, was expecting Salah to score that one. But that, you can't even blame that one on Salah. It's just 
um, good anticipating from the Brentford players. Um, and then about five minutes later, the exact same thing happens, but on the Brentford side, where um, a Liverpool backline caught lacking, um, Brentford player darts the, thinks the ball past Allison, and for a minute it looks like it's actually about to roll into the net. Because it looks like Matip is just ball watching and letting this one roll into the net. But then Matip just uses his slender legs to just react to it and then clear the ball accordingly off the line. So at that point in time, the game would have been 1-1 after like 16 minutes. And then I'm thinking, okay, cool. So Brentford are definitely up for this one in the same way that Liverpool are up for this one. So, But the difference will be whether... What who who what team can sustain attacks better, and what team can um, and what team can use their nous better? I guess, obviously, Brentford never been in the Premier League. You'd expect a Liverpool to have a bit more awareness about how to deal with certain situations. And then, um, I'd say about twenty five minutes in, Liverpool concede a free kick. Um, it's one of those situations where it looks like a ball could be crossed in as opposed to a direct free kick being shot. So Brentford player passes the ball out wide. Liverpool players react so late to this. Um, I think Sergi Canos crosses the ball in and then um, Matic tries to dink a leg out but the, one of the Brentford players dummies it and he flicks it on and then Fabinho tries to get something. He misses it. And then um, the last line of defence was uh, Matip. And Matip reacts too late to it. And then one of their centre-backs just toe-pokes it in. And it's 1-0 Brentford. And you're just thinking, fuck me. After all that, Brentford get the lead. Um, so yeah, against the run of play. Against the run of play, Brentford take the lead. Um, was it deserved at the time? Maybe, you'd say. Because it was just so end-to-end. It was just like, on the ball, we didn't really have an orchestrator to, like a Keita or, 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 or even a Thiago. Not mainly Thiago. Because games like that, you'd ask, you'd want somebody to just dictate play all the time and suck the life out of the other team just by orchestrating play. But our midfield didn't really have that um, on the ball, not even, and especially off the ball. Uh, Fabinho off the ball that first half didn't look great um, but then yeah about 4-5 or five minutes later Liverpool pounce back immediately um, we get the ball out wide Henderson looks up he crosses the ball in Jota find, jumps up great off the ball movement gets ahead to it ripples past the goalkeeper into the net Um, 1-1, instant equaliser, and you're thinking, good, okay. Maybe Liverpool needed to concede a goal like this in order to wake up and get something out of the game. Um, And then, yeah, for the remainder of that first half, it was just about both teams trying to break each other down. Um, There was a time where... Was this the first half or second half? No, the first half, actually. Yeah, Curtis Jones has a shot outside the box. Hits the pulse. Jota looks like he's about to get the rebound. Similar to Crystal Palace game. But the keeper has some sensational reflexes. And he just gets up and palms the ball away. And I was expecting Jota to score this one and make it 2-1 to us. 
But yeah, uh, amazing save. But arguably, you could say um, that their keeper, the, that Jota should have slotted this one away. Um, so yeah, that was the first half, I'd say. Brent, I'd say my first half, how I summarised it was Brentford looked very good uh, attacking on the ball. It's, pre- it's, it's fairly even in terms of both sides attacking. But defensively, um, defensively, it could be a little better. Just organization, just not. No one's really sharp. Not no. You can't really tell who's the sharp one. Uh, defensively, in our midfield as well, just off the ball, we just wasn't ever present in terms of helping that. Def- helping our defense, so we made our defense even look more vulnerable than usual, which is very surprising. But Curtis Jones on the ball. He was my standout player in that first half. Um, and yeah, Salah unlucky to get the goal in the first half. Um, Jota did get the goal. And Mane was just like... It's the same type of usual Mane performance where he's there. But in terms of the final third, again, key passing just wasn't great. Second half starts now. And it looks like Liverpool are tidying up a little bit more of their performances. A performance from the first half. Um, dictate and play better in the first 10 minutes of the second half. And then a key moment happens about 54 minutes in. Fabinho picks up the ball, turns out, sees Salah make a run down the channel, dinks the ball over the top. Ball finds Salah. Salah slots it on his left foot, half volley first time, passes the goalkeeper into the net. Landsman initially flags for offside. And then the, after VAR check, you can see that the right-back actually played Salah on and he timed his run to perfection. And then VAR check complete after like a minute. And then, yeah, Liverpool take the lead. 2-1 Liverpool. And then you're thinking, OK, cool. Now you, now we know. Now, we know, now we've now we gained. Now, now we've taken the lead. Let's suck the life out of the game. Let's use game management and, 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 make, it, and make it easier for ourselves. But, and then 60 minutes come by... I'm hoping, okay, let's take, bring Firmino on. Let's get Jota off because we know Jota for 90 minutes cannot really, this isn't really a Jota type of game. If he came off the bench, you could say, yeah, he's definitely scoring. I mean, he started and scored, but it's either Jota starts and scores, but you take him off for someone else and refreshing it up. And use Firmino, who can play, obviously, false nine. Link up, play with the wingers. And then also um, help our midfield. But Klopp doesn't do a change in the 60 minute, 60th minute. So uh, there's an area of concern of... Brentford are not quite out of this yet. Um, and it wasn't. Because a key moment happens for Brentford. 64 minutes in... 64 minutes in. Uh, yeah, they Brentford crossed the ball in. Um, Matip tries to get ahead onto it. But uh, he misses it. The Brentford player shoots, hits the crossbar, bounces. Um, Van Dijk is jacked to jump for this ball. Him and this uh, Brentford player. The Brentford player gets to it. Um, the ball, you just see the ball just slowly rise over the line. And then, um, ball rises over the line. 
And Trent tries to yeah, Trent tries to clear it, but the ball's already gone over the line, and then it's two two. Again, shambolic defending, absolute shambolic defending from Liverpool. I've never seen anything like this since 2017, 2018 days, where the organization, in terms of how we're dealing with these uh, attacks, it's just very, very poor, very sloppy. No one, no one marking the man, no one anticipating the ball better. Organization just completely missing. Um, and then Liverpool are forced to react. Um, so then, yeah, then the game becomes a little bit end to end, and then it's not, it's not like anyone is controlling the ball, and like there's not one team dominating over the other, other than that opening ten minutes where it looked like Liverpool were finally getting grips to the game. We just let it slip out our hands, and it's just a very bizarre moment because you haven't seen that happen in Liverpool in a very long time, especially with Van Dijk being there, Matip being there. Trent and Robertson and Allison. That's usually your best back five when you want your big game, when you're playing in your big games. And then, um, yeah, we react again five minutes later. Another key moment. Um, Henderson passes the ball to Curtis Jones. Curtis Jones looks up, takes the ball, takes the ball past the defender, shoots outside the box. Ball takes a slight deflection. Pot ripples into the net, three two Liverpool. Curtis Jones celebrates, and he deserved the goal because he was the best midfielder. Um, just in terms of trying to make things happen, he worked hard for that goal and got the goal. Um, and then Jurgen Klopp bizarrely, when Curtis Jones is red hot, decides to take him off and puts Firmino on. When you don't want, you don't do that. You don't take a midfielder off for Firmino when. You could have taken Jota off, as I said five minutes ago. You take Jota off and you take put Firmino on. So you still got your three midfielders and you still got um, Firmino who can add and be the fourth midfielder. And then that's where you get the element of control and game management. But by taking off Curtis Jones, there's now only two midfielders. And then you got Firmino playing in a what? A diamond or what? I don't know what the formation was. It looked like it was a. Four two 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 or something like it just didn't make sense, and I don't know why we did it, especially when Brentford were. I thought Brentford wouldn't be able to sustain their attacks in the second half, but they were still sustaining it quite well, just like the first half. Um, and then there was a moment where Mane should have put when Mane crossed the ball to Jota, it was in our box. But he, all he had to do was put just no any power, relax the ball for Kurt, for sorry for for Jota. But he he tries to pass it at Jota as if he's a as if he's a goal or something, and then Jota can't get any control on it. And then we and then it's a chance, a key chance wasted because Mane keeps overdoing it in the final third again, and then um. We have another key moment where Mane finally, finally gets a good ball. For it was Robertson passes the ball to Henderson, through ball to Henderson. Henderson passes to Mane. Mane through balls it to Salah. All Salah has to do is slot it in the corner. But Salah tries to be too casual, too cheeky. He tries to dink it over the keeper, but it didn't work. The ball, ball wasn't on target, and you needed that, and we needed that goal to happen. 
We needed that 4-2 just to kill the game off, kill the Brentford crowd, kill any sort of Brentford inspiration. But the fact they missed that chance, um, it galvanised. It galvanised... Uh, galvanised um, Brentford in believing that they can get one more chance out of this. And then and then they had a key moment, 84th minute, where, again, the ball crossed in. Trent fails to clear the ball properly. Ball falls to one of their Brentford players and they slot it past Alisson and it's 3-3. Liverpool conceding three goals to a newly promoted team. I have not seen this happen in a very long time. The, the the defending was so bizarre. Like I've not, it's not been that bad since. I don't know since that time in January where we were just constantly, uh, constantly all over the place. But again, you'd understand. Um, it wasn't our best defenders at the time. But this this time it was our best defenders, and we're still conceding. Stupid, sloppy, disgraceful goals in the manner that we are, and then um we're trying to push for equalize. I mean for a late winner, Robertson wasteful, two bad crosses, um from Robertson, two bad crosses from Trent, set pieces as well. Trent was really wasteful. I don't understand why it's like we take corners, um, aiming for the second ball. As opposed to just crossing it and finding the man for, to begin with. And I don't like that. I, it feels like it's pre-planned. Because Trent and Robbo never crossed the ball like this. But it looks like some they must have been told some statistic that, oh, we do better with second balls. So don't really cross the ball properly when you have a corner, when you have a free kick. Because it was just... It didn't make no sense. And in the times where the balls was in open play... Robertson especially just making a mess with these crosses and off the ball Robertson just giving the ball away sloppily and you're just thinking if Tamiskus was in this situation he's finding his man he's not going to do no second ball nonsense because you saw what Tamiskus did in, in the Norwich game when he found Divock Origi. Uh, Tamiskus knows how to find the man and if Robertson is playing badly the way that he is I want to see Tamiskus play I don't want to see Robertson play all sloppy like this when we know we've got a left back who attacking-wise is just as good as Robertson now. And he's younger than Robertson, which means that his ceiling could potentially be better than Robertson. But we know all-round game, Robertson is better. And at his very best, Robertson better. But right now, Robertson's form is not good at all. But Trent had didn't have a good game. But I'd give him the excuse that he missed the last two games. He, didn't, he missed Palace, he missed um, the Norwich game. So this was your first game in 10 gay days. So I can understand the element of having some sort of rust as opposed to playing just once. If you played once a week, fine. But if you're having to wait the extra two, three days where it's nine, ten days, fair enough. I'll, I'll understand. So I'll give Trent a little bit of leeway. But Robertson, there shouldn't be really be any excuses. There shouldn't really be any excuses with you. Because um, you've had the rest. You or Robertson, there's the times he just overplays, but you'd think Robertson would be juvenated from the rest, but it's like the rest made him worse. And yeah, and Van Dyke and Matip, poor games. I'd say Matip probably was better than Van Dyke today. Van Dyke just anticipating just wasn't great, but he did stop a key goal at the end. Um, Ivan Tony was about to have a one on one chance with Allison, but Van Dyke dealt with that very simply. 
Um, it's prime Van Dyke what you see there. But overall, just Van Dyke's performance just wasn't the greatest at all. Um, which is very rare from the big man himself. So yeah, um, 3-3. Free, free. We go one point clear at the top of the league. We are still unbeaten, yes. But that was a chance to go three points clear at the top. Knowing that next week you're playing Manchester City. So if you drew to Manchester City, it would be fine. Because you'd still have that gap of having three points clear. Of having three points on Man City. But now we go into this Man City game knowing we have to beat Manchester City. Which is going to be very difficult to do. Um, my man of the match, I'd give it to Curtis Jones. Because he was just, he had a very good first half. And second half, he made up for it. He even upped the level with a goal. And then we decided to take him off. Um, otherwise, I would have made Salah man of the match. But if he, if he missed a key chance that could have made it 4-2, and I probably would have put him uh, man of the match. But, yeah, just decisions from Klopp, I don't understand it. Like, the taking off Curtis Jones when it was 3-2... Taking off a midfielder when the game's still in the balance. Didn't get that at all. We needed Firmino on earlier. I'd say when it was 2-1. Not when it was 3-2. But, hey, who am I to question the manager? Um, but, yeah, that it was. I just didn't understand that at all. Um, defensively, I'm hoping that was just a blip. Because our next game is against Porto in the Champions League. We need to make sure we iron out those errors and progress and move forward. Um, Porto away, it's not going to be an easy game. But we all, but usually we seem to have Porto's number. So I'm presuming we should um, be comfortable going into that game. And yeah, um, that's it really. Uh is that a cause for concern in the future? Uh, I don't know. You would like to think not. But Brentford, we knew. I said attacking-wise, they can be just as threatening as Leeds. But defensively, they are way more disciplined. And I think we try to treat Brentford like Leeds. But I, I, the defending, I, I really don't know what's going on. But yeah, conceding three goals is it, to a promoted side that should have never happened. But what can you do? We move. So right. Thank you guys for listening to LSC Reactions. Tune in next time um, on Tuesday night where we play Porto away in the Champions League. And hopefully we bounce back from that stupid error. Uh, that we've made today but don't forget we're still top of the league we're still unbeaten we scored another three goals um, for the fifth game running now which is quite impressive but defensively I don't really want to see that kind of chaos again so yeah thank you guys for listening to LSE Reactions and tune in next time on Tuesday night I hope you guys like this episode my Twitter is K-O-T-E-K-K-E-R-Z-Z let me know what you think and give me a follow cheers